Dustin Five Star here letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah for our Labor Day weekend show. Hope you're having a good holiday weekend. The first weekend of college football. We will talk about that a little bit later on in this hour. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Joined alongside, as always, C.J. Hurd. It's throwback day today, C.J. We're pl- throwing the old, playing the old old intro. Apparently. <laughs> Johnny's in the house, so I figure we, we throw it back one time for him. Uh, all right, coming up on the program in hour number two, as we do every week, we talk about professional wrestling on the radio. Dustin Five Star will be in studio. We'll be joined uh, got some uh, great guests. Earlier this week, Dustin and I uh, spoke with Gallows and Anderson of World Wrestling Entertainment, and we will have that interview for you coming up during the wrestling hour, which is every Saturday at 11 a.m. from 11 to noon in the old TV5 time slot for professional wrestling. We talk about it right here on Sports 56. And so we have Gallows and Anderson joining us in that hour. Plus, we're going to take your phone calls, your tweets, your text, and all of that. We're going to start, this is the return of Cerrito Livewire, which is our interactive wrestling hour because we want to hear from you. If you were at Monday Night Raw last week, there was a lot of uh, no-shows as far as the advertised card was concerned, but there was also a moment that will probably go down in professional wrestling history, a very historical promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns, and we'll break that down uh, coming up. But it's something that I think people are going to talk about for years to come, and we were lucky enough to witness it live at the Forum, which is, CJ, I don't know if you, if you uh, know this, but the Forum right now currently does not have a scoreboard. The Forum does not have the... Uh, LED ribbons, as they call them, all around the the building. You know the little screens, all the screens everywhere, because they're they're putting in the new ones. So it was a very um, uh, interesting experience at, at Monday Night Raw uh, this past Monday. But we're gonna uh, talk about Raw in Memphis and uh, take your phone calls, your tweets, your texts, Instagrams, all that. Cerrito Livewire at eleven a.m. Also later on this hour. Uh, Jessica Benson from Local 24 will join us as we'll talk a little college football. It is the first the first day. I'm counting it as the first day, CJ. I'm sorry. Last week did not count. This is the first weekend right here. This is the first weekend. This is the first Saturday. As long as Michigan hasn't played yet, I agree with you. See, that's not what normal people think, though. That can't be your rule. That is my rule. When does my favorite team be, play? Your, your personal... <sighs> mm. When, right. when does when does your favorite teams kick off? You love well, the if SEC. you're counting it that way, then almost everyone in Memphis has already it's already started. Well, then it has already started. But like this is the first Saturday. I'm just saying we don't we're not counting last weekend. All right, we're not counting last weekend because your favorite team didn't no, play because it was who what were the what were the final scores last weekend? You know, 
what are the final scores this week? Oh, jeez, CJ. All right. <laughs> I guarantee you, if there was an SEC team or two or three playing last week, it, college football would have counted. Oh, sure. If Alabama played last week, yeah. yeah if Alabama, there was an SEC school, yeah. Mississippi State, throw one of those SEC schools, throw a couple of them in there last week, and we will say, we would have said that college football has started last week. All right. Uh, Jessica Benson will join us. She is a uh, sports uh, reporter and anchor for Local 24. You should give her a follow on Twitter, at Local 24. Jessica will talk to her. And following that, also, I'll be joined by Academy Award winner Frazier Boy, but he has a new accolade to add to his uh, voicemail message because he is now the uh, winning pitcher, should be MVP, in my opinion, of the 2017 901 Day Celebrity Kickball Game. But he was um, our pitcher on our team for the Celebrity Kickball Game last night. We were going to recap the sporting event that occurred in Memphis last night, the Celebrity Kickball Game. The CJ, I know you're frustrated you were not invited to, which really you would have qualified for sure on the celebrities that were there. And we'll break it all down, tell you who was there uh, and who who was taking it really seriously and who wasn't. And uh, But it was a fun time uh, last night, the new Memphis 901 Day exposure. But my team won, uh, thanks in part to Frazier Boy, who will join us a little bit later on. All right, but right now we do tip off the show every week with my buddy Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. He writes about the Grizzlies there, and he talks about the Grizzlies with us every Saturday during a segment we call Kevin Sanity. Let's do that right now. Sanity. Half amazing and all grizzly. Holy cow. Good morning, Light. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, everybody is always wondering, how's your cell phone? And we're, we're going to find that out, I guess, momentarily. Uh, how, how is that service today? Okay, uh, so Grizzlies news this week. The big story was the press conference. I mean, it's Grizzlies news every week. The NBA, NBA season never really ends. They, have, they had a press conference this week. Uh, Coach Fisdell, Chris Wallace, introducing uh, Ben McLemore to the, to the universe and reintroducing Mario Chalmers and uh, Tyreek Evans to the city of Memphis as well. Uh, what did you take away from this press conference? Was there any news from this? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> the, the I, I did think the interesting thing was uh, the most interesting takeaway was uh, when Chris Wallace said he they fully expect Chandler Parsons to be ready to go for training camp. Uh, as far as I know, I've not heard anything about whether he's even been cleared for basketball activity yet. Um, you know, maybe they just maybe that wouldn't be out there, but. Um, that's the, to me. That's still kind of the most important storyline of the season because if he is healthy and, and can play well, this is a very different team than if he is not healthy and can't play well. Um, despite all the other moves that have made, that that they've made or not made, uh, looking at the roster right now, uh, that's that's going to be a big a big factor in what this team looks like this year. Because if he's healthy, he's their third best player, um, and when you have three good players, it, it covers a lot of ground. So. Um, to 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 hear that they, at least as of right now the expectation is still that he he'll be ready to go for training camp. Um, you know, uh, I I think they're still planning on making the playoffs this year. I'm not sure it'll happen, but they, <laughs> that's the plan. That is the plan. They want to keep the keep the streak alive, and that's what uh, our our official uh, stance here, our official. Uh, Stance, in my opinion, at least on my side, is let's just keep the streak alive because you're not going to win the NBA title with this current version of the Golden State Warriors. And um, 
and of course, um, possibly the Cleveland Cavaliers going on. So anyway, uh, all right, so the, the press conference this week. We we talked about it earlier in the summer, and I came to terms with like I was going to be happy with the Grizzlies' summer if you know they ended up signing Ben McLemore and they bring in Tyreek Evans, and you, I mean because you don't know if Chandler Par- how healthy Chandler Parsons is going to be, and you bring back Jermichael Green. We still do not know. What is going on with Jermichael Green and whether or not they were, were they waiting and could they have waited and then had the press conference with Jermichael Green as well? Or is that a, are they going to have a press conference if they re-sign him? Because he's not that big of a star. I doubt they'll have a press conference. I mean, really, my understanding of that situation is that the ball is in Jermichael Green's court. Um, he just has to decide whether he's going to whether he's going to take the offer that the Grizzlies have on the table or whether he's going to take the qualifying offer become a free agent again next summer. Um, I don't think that would be the smart thing for him to do. Uh, we've seen Nerlens Noel do that with the, with the Mavs. He turned down a max deal to be a free agent next summer. The problem with that, uh, especially for Jamichael, is he, he's 27 years old, right? I mean, if he gets hurt, he's going to miss out on, on a lot of money next summer, and this is probably the only big contract summer he's going to have. Um so I, I really don't understand what you know where the breakdown is with him and, and the deal. I don't know the details of the of the deal that the Grizzlies have offered him, but I do know that they've made at least one offer. Um, and I, I just don't I don't understand. Uh, I think he's getting some really bad advice. I think he's got um, maybe an agent who who misread the market. You know, didn't understand what the free agency situation was going to be like this summer. Uh, and, and there's some pride that needs to be swallowed somewhere. Um, so, you know, it, it's a bad idea to take a chance on next summer because there's not there's there's even less free agency money around next summer, and it's another year. You know, if, if the Grizzlies win 30 games this year and, and Jermichael Green is not very good, he's cost himself millions of dollars. So, I, I, I don't I just don't understand the hesitation. Yeah, and. That's why, because I was really, I really, I think, I don't remember we could go back and pull the podcast uh, from earlier in the summer, but I was really content, like, the saying, okay, the Grizzlies, a small market team, right? We know this is a small market. It's hard to, to land big free agents. You got to make your moves and try to get the best out of everything. And the Grizzlies, their tra- typical strategy of let's find the guys who, uh, you know, the, the misfit toys out there that maybe could yeah. excel uh, with a change of scenery. And they looked like they were putting those pieces together. And I was like, all right, well, it could be some exciting stuff. But then this press conference, really this week, the more I thought about this press conference, and I'm looking at the pictures, unfortunately I was not able to be there, uh, but you just see it's the same old stuff that they're doing, but they're not doing the same old stuff that was beloved by the Grizzlies fans, if that makes any sense. So you've got they've got an injured player back, right? Once again, they're signing an injured player, that same old Grizzlies stuff. They're bringing back Mario Chalmers, who – They've had before, but we, and we've watched we watched him get injured, right? So he's got a little bit of both of the the same old with him, and then you bring in Tyreek Evans. It was just kind of like the, nothing new and exciting there. There was nothing really new and exciting if you're a Grizzlies fan to get you excited. It seems like just the regular old Grizzlies stuff to me. And if you're going to go in that direction, why not? Somehow figure out a way just to keep Zebo or Tony Allen. These guys who are the same old stuff for the Grizzlies, but they're beloved by people. Uh, like they, they decide if they're going to go to a game or buy season tickets or these power packs. But if they can see Zebo or Tony Allen, like if you're going to kind of just do 
what you've been doing all of these years, why not do it with the most beloved players in the history of the franchise? Explain that to well, me. Well, there's, because there's no way they could pay Zach Randolph whatever he made from the King. $24 million for two years? The Grizzlies don't have that money. And if they do have that money, they're absolutely not going to spend it on a 36-year-old power forward who gets his shot blocked all the time. You know, like that just doesn't, financially, they couldn't do it. I thought the Kings really overpaid. I think if Zach Randolph had been willing to take a one-year deal at $8 million or, or like a two-year deal at $15 million, I think he'd be back. Uh, it, well, the Kings overpaid him. I, I, That's why I, yeah, I, understand, back. I understand that, but they did, what did, how... Uh, I guess proactive that the Grizzlies want to try to keep Zebo. I mean, there wasn't a video made. You know, there's not like did they make a, an effort to try to keep him to bring him back for less? Because he might have signed for less. You can use you know all that money he's getting for Sacramento. You know, cost of living. There's there's an argument of saying you're going out to California. I was just in California uh, like last week and. It costs a lot more money to buy everything out there. So I mean, if you're going to figure out cost of living, a million dollars in Memphis goes a lot further than it does uh, in in California. Uh, but did they look? Look, but did they? When did, you, when, but did when they you have 180 million dollars in the bank? It doesn't really matter, right? I mean, Zach Randolph has made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. It does, he just wants to make. He just wanted the deal that was going to be the biggest deal. It's his last big contract, probably. And he took the money. And, I, you know, I, I don't – the Grizzlies right, fans right. have not wanted to see it that way. They wanted to kind of blame the franchise for, the, for, for Zach Randolph not being back. He took the money. But was there? But was there an effort for him not to? Uh, that's I think I, a lot of because I'm a man of the street. I'm out there every night hosting bingo and trivia and talking to people. And it does seem like there was never. It was never obvious, and who knows what happened behind the scenes. But it was never obvious that the Grizzlies were like, "We want to keep Zebo." There was never a statement from Chris Wallace like, "We're going to." Obviously, it's good they didn't do it because they didn't end up keeping him. But if they they wanted to try to get him and sign him for less. It's believable that that would be possible, you would think, but it didn't seem like there was much of an, an effort. I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, they end up signing Ben Blackmore. They didn't know he was going to get hurt, but um, he is hurt. <laughs> and I, you, you'd yeah. rather have Zebo with some of that money at this point. I mean, who knows if we're saying that in, in February, but. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I just don't. There, you can you can talk about bringing Zebo back all you want, but if somebody else was going to pay him $24 million, there's just. There's no way that was going to happen with the Grizzlies. They don't. They have $75 million this year tied up in, in Mike Conley, Marcus All, and Chandler Parsons. So yeah. to, to they have to have the rest of the team, and the cap is $100 million. So if you're going to pay what Zebo made from Sacramento, even if you're going to pay him $10 million, that's $85 million. That, that means you have $15 million to fill 12 roster spots. You know, you, you just can't do it. The money doesn't make any sense. No, I got you. I got you. So, um, but what about Tony Allen then? Well, I don't know about Tony Allen. You know, my sense at the end of last season, and I kind of said this, was that maybe the Tony Allen thing had run its course. Um, you know, I think we what we all saw last year, whether we want to talk about it or not, is that he kind of has, he gambles more. He, he's lost a step in terms of quickness, and so he's not able to kind of do the ball denial thing that he did so well. And so what he's doing is he's trying to jump every pass. He's trying to steal the ball every time. And it still works out more often than it doesn't for him. But the problem with that is when, when he when he gambles, when he when he cheats off his man to, to make the steal, he's leaving Marcus All basically uh, behind him, responsible for a lot more of the defense than he should be. 
Uh, and I know that was an issue last year. I think it's pretty obvious that was an issue last year. Um, you know, uh, Tony's defense is so dependent on athleticism that when it starts to fade, you know, it, uh, what what is it worth to have to have a guy like that who is you know who's beloved, who mm. plays hard, who is who is undoubtedly a competitor, and, and certainly uh, you know one of my favorite Grizzlies players, but you know. It's a cost, it's a cost benefit thing, right? He can't make a layup. <laughs> so, so at what, at some point you have to say it no longer makes sense for us to have this person be a starter on our team. We need to do something else. And I, I honestly, I think that's the point they were approaching. Uh, maybe, maybe if nobody else wants to sign him, they'll bring him back at a, at a minimum. But I, I would think some other contender, some playoff team, maybe in the East probably, uh, would, would pick him up. I'm really shocked he's still out there uh, unsigned, uh, and I definitely don't think he'll stay that way for long. But uh, you know, I, I just I think the Tony Allen thing kind of ran its course. I think they they have a lot of young wings and young guards, and they need to find some playing time for him. And if you're going to play Tony Allen 30 minutes a night, it's just not going to work here. Yeah, I, I I I agree with you on all the basketball side of the Tony Allen stuff, but having a Tony Allen it doesn't help you out as much versus well, who knows what Mario Chalmers is going to be able to do. Uh, yeah, but look, would you rather have Tony Allen and win forty games or not have him but win thirty six? I mean, it's, it's not going to be great either way. <laughs> you know, but uh, if you're losing, if you're it, losing, it's more fun to have Tony Allen on the team. If you're losing, it's more fun to have Zebo on the team, and at least you kind of got. Is uh, it? Is a, is a Tony Allen or Zebo on a on a losing team going to have the same attitude and the same? You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, is, I, I, is it going to be is it going to be worth it for Zebo or Tony Allen to feel stuck on a bad team when they're used to being the guy and being the playoffs? Is that right. frustration? going to cause a problem in the locker room? Maybe it is. I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, you have a very good point that that frustration could cause just a disaster in the locker room and who knows who's asking to be traded or who knows who's not showing up uh, to practice or whatever, right? Yeah, it could it, it could it could cause a problem, but I still think they could be mediocre enough and still, you know, this, <laughs> like they would well, still be, be they'll, like... <laughs> they'll be plenty mediocre. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but like they, they could be the 8, 9, 10 team with the Tony Allen Zebo back if you swap them out for like your 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 Mario Chalmers and your Ben McAmore and all of that. It's just the, the, the Grizzlies are... I don't know. I just saw the press conference and I was like, this is nothing new and exciting. This doesn't build me any hope uh, for this season. Another injured player a guy who we saw get injured uh, in Mario Chalmers trying to come back. We have no idea where he's going to to be, and who's also already been on the team before, and then Tyree Kevins. You know. uh, yeah. so, I mean, this is definitely – I said going into last year that it was going to be a, a transition year, and I, I missed it because this is the transition year, right? Yeah. Um, depending on what happens this year, if these young guys can play, they're, you know, I think Wayne Selden is probably going to be the starting two guard on opening night. Uh, and you've got all this youth on the roster, but it's not proven youth, and it's not necessarily exciting youth. Um, it, it, if they come together and start playing well and look promising, it could be that they they now have you know the supporting cast for this this Conley Gasol Parsons core for the next two three years. Uh, if things go badly, I mean this is a real you're talking about inflection points, right? It's either going to go one way or it's going to go the other. It's not going to be – there's no way for them to come out of this year and still kind of try to do the same thing, basically, is, what I, is, is, how, is how I see it. It's either going to go one way or it's going to go the other. There will not be a middle ground. 
Yeah, it will be it will be interesting to see. I had convinced myself earlier in the summer, but then I actually like actually saw the, you know all the the players and like it's gathered and I'm like this is what they did this summer. This is this is it. And of course, I can still get your Michael Green back, and and we could still see Ben Blackmore get healthy, Chandler Parsons get healthy, and Mario Chalmers. Because if all three of those guys are healthy and playing the way that they have played their best basketball previously then this could be a good Grizzlies team. But I don't see that happening. It's impossible that all three of them are going to come back and play their best basketball. But if they do, this is going to be a great team. But anyway. Look, even if Chalmers doesn't make the roster, if you you know Evans is going to be on the team, and you can play two point guard looks with Mike Conley and Tyreek Evans, you have Tyreek handling the ball and get Mike off the ball. Or you can have Mike on the ball, Tyreek off the ball. You know, I think Tyreek is going to be both the backup point guard and the backup small forward. That's it's, you can do some really interesting things from a basketball standpoint with Tyreek Evans on this team. Tyreek Evans, the, the what I guess he's the highest draft, highest Memphis Tiger draft pick ever to play for uh, the Grizzlies. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I do believe he could be benefiting from a change of scenery of all of those. Oh, and right now he is healthy. Knock on wood. So all right, uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, see if there's any Grizzlies news next week about Jamichael Green or Tony Allen because it's bound to happen. It's Labor Day weekend. This is what one of our first like deadlines that we that we set or over under weekends was Labor Day weekend. That and both of these guys still without without contracts. And if it doesn't happen this weekend, we're we're gonna go to Cooper Young Fest weekend. Like is, we're gonna keep going and going. Uh, we can't make it to Halloween with these guys not being signed because the season will be underway. All right. Yep. Uh, not only is Light right about the Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer, he is also the digital manager. So we like to talk about what's trending at MemphisFlyer.com and on their Facebook page. Let's do that right now. Trending, trending, trending. Trending with Light. All right, the best radio intro. Memphis Grizzlies, if y'all are listening and you don't want that voice to be the voice of the Memphis Hustle or the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, I don't know what you're thinking. But uh, Light, CJ has submitted his tape. For PA, announcer. I think he's. I think he's a, a strong contender. I think so too. Will you give your endorsement on there? Are y'all allowed to do Absolutely. endorse at the flyer? <laughs> I uh, not not in political races, um, but in PA announcer you know, races. You slip me a hundred dollar bill, maybe I will. All right, see, 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 you got to work some overtime for that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's what's trending with the flyer this week? Uh, the number one story on MemphisFlyer.com this week is that uh, Gone with the Wind was not banned, even though the commercial appeal says it was. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of uproar online and across the Internet that uh, the Orpheum has, quote-unquote, banned Gone with the Wind from being shown. It's not banned at all. Uh, they just decided not to show it anymore. Um, you can still you can still watch it. Uh, it's still available. I'm sure you can buy a Blu-ray of it. Uh, it just will not be part of the uh, Orpheum Summer Series going forward. And obviously people are upset about that, mostly white people. Uh, <laughs> old white mostly, people. Old. Yeah, old white people who uh, are really in Gone with the Wind. Um, you know, uh, it's a movie that has a lot of pretty offensive racial stereotypes that were acceptable in the 30s when the movie was made that, that don't fly anymore for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, it's... Probably time. Probably time to to uh, recognize that it's it's you know especially in, in Memphis uh, probably doesn't have doesn't have a place uh, being a big event at the Orpheum. So uh, you know it seems like everything everything that happens today uh, everything every every decision being made at the city of Memphis right now.
know, seems to make old white people mad. Um, so that's what we spend a lot of time talking about on this segment is what are old, <laughs> mad, old white people mad about this week. And, um, you know, I wish there was something more funny or more interesting to talk about. But, yeah, this week they decided not to show Gone with the Wind at the Orpheum. In the future. And in the future. And people are real mad about it because, you know, you can't change anything. Uh, we can't do anything differently than we've done it before. Uh, millennials are killing Gone with the Wind Orpheum. Screening. Oh, that's like that's the headline. Uh, CJ, yeah. what, what are your what are your thoughts on this? I know you're a big fan of Gone with the Wind. I've tried to watch it many times, and every time I fall asleep. So, like, it's... yeah, look, if your movie has an intermission, <laughs> your movie's too long. <laughs> I mean, that's just that should have been the ground rule in the '30s. It's definitely the ground rule now. But things should have uh, intermissions today, and they don't. Like the uh, these these yeah. three hour movies, they need to have a break so I can go to the bathroom. Yeah, Monty Python. I guess Monty Python is the only girl has intermission that's an acceptable one but um but see so yeah, you, it's just, it's, what are you gonna nap it's long to and boring and slow <laughs> what are you gonna nap to i'm not gonna go to the orpheum to take a nap that's silly would, or, all right well i have i own gone with the wind i had a what? romantic date plan around gone with the wind and pit it in and fell asleep on it did your date stay awake yeah she's my fiance now oh it was, it was courtney okay so uh did she watch it did she like it did she what she think yeah about she it? likes type stuff for some reason i find it remarkably boring you're just bored by it so you you know and i'm not even i'm you know i'm a new orleans saints fan but i'm not i'm not such a new orleans saints fan that, that i even enjoy watching the, the part where atlanta burns so uh, <laughs> there's just nothing spoiler. there for me there it's a so yeah spoiler, spoiler so you alert, fell asleep uh, before it got burned atlanta to the ground <laughs> you you get fell asleep before was in it got insensitive or you did you not see that it was insensitive when you were watching it I fell asleep before I got. To, I know that there's some history about the about that movie. I know that it is insensitive, and some people some find way. it racially insensitive, right? But I can't make it through it to, to, to find see out. That. You can't make it that far in the movie. The opening but, music starts, and it's like, man, I'm <laughs> sleepy, and I fall asleep. So, uh, <laughs> or when are y'all going to ask me what I think about it? No, maybe you know. Look, maybe the reason old white people are so mad about it is because they like to go sit in the nice air-conditioned orpheum and take a nap for three hours. Oh, yeah, it's a good and they just don't think that's going to be available to them anymore. Um, well, but they could just go to, like, the $2 theater in Barlow and go see a Marvel movie and fall asleep in that. Same length. CJ, ask me what I think about this. Kevin, what do you think about this? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Well that's what that's what that movie that's what that movie uh like that is the the most important part of that movie and i have i have never seen it all the way through either and now that's not gonna be the orpheum it's gonna limit my my opportunities to do so but cj owns a copy of it you own a copy of it cj so this is you're building up you're gonna have your band movie festival i could that's the and the, that's the other interesting thing is, is, is kind of this language around calling it a band chris right. harrington pointed this out uh you know, Memphis is actually a place where, where there was a censor and he banned movies. So, like, back in the 20s and 30s, it was possible to have a movie come out that was banned in Memphis. Because the, the the Memphis, like, guy, I don't remember his name, but he would not allow certain movies to be shown here. Um, and so, it's kind of funny to be talking about a movie being banned in Memphis now that's not actually banned. Uh, that is a thing that used to happen here. Right, and they're just choosing not to show it. And... Uh... And that's like like that's her decision, you know. I think it's it's fine. It's fine. Other so what's I'm going to run through the lineup really fast as we wrap up this segment on what uh, other movies showed this summer at the at the Orpheum. 
we had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Did Choc- they show Blazing Saddles? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Did they show Django? Uh, that would be good. Uh, should, should they do a Gone in the Wind Django double feature? I think they should. People be there all <laughs> wow. day, but I think they should. Django is great. Love that movie. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Because I think they got it, you know, they, Gone with the Wind is a classic. You got to show some classics. So that's why they, it is still, whatever you think about what what is involved with it, it is a classic movie and was representative of what, you know, views and, and, and cinematography, all of that stuff of its time. But sometimes you, you know, just got to stop watching. Breakfast at Tiffany, The Sandlot, Psycho. Psycho's a good one, right? That's a good one to show. The Not Black and White Psycho? I'm hoping it's not like the remakes. Yeah, the black and white psycho is the best. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, of course, another classic. Monty Python and the Holy Grail was uh, back in June. Uh, Dirty Harry, The Princess Bride. I mean, so many, so many classics that they show already. Grease, because you wonder, like, they, you know, you have to make sure you get the rights to show it and pay the fees and all of that stuff. Uh, they have uh, Gone with the Wind was played on August the 11th. That was your last opportunity of coming to America. Of course, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the big traditional uh, movie, um, every year to go see. If you've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, you should go see it at the Orpheum. That's uh, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a, good a fun one. experience. All those movies you listed are movies that I think old white people would enjoy. So what's one more, one less old white people movie? There's plenty more to choose from. Yeah. You're, they do need to modernize. I mean, Sandlot seems like the most uh, recent movie on this list. Hey, Coming well, to America. Whole, coming to America's on this The whole thing is, the whole thing is like, a, it's, it's a classic movie series, right? Right. Well, there's modern day classics. You can do do the right thing. That's a classic. Yeah, I mean, they need to do Mean Girls one week or Clueless or something like that. Now that do the right thing would be a great choice to replace Gone with the Wind. Is that your is, schedule? Is that what we're going with? All right, <laughs> I'm, do color I'm purple. They, but you saw that? Did you? You? Uh, I think they've done Isn't that. That one's pretty boring too. It sounds pretty boring. Yeah, color purple is pretty boring. It's pretty also. long. Is it one of those where? But it's good. It's a classic. I'm not sure how long it is. Um, oh, Color Purple is pretty long. That's what I'm saying. That's a two two VHS movie. The double VHS. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a sign of quality when it takes up two VHS tapes. You go to Blockbuster and it has the two in it. I mean, Titanic did. Like, two hours, 34 minutes. No way. Not happening, CJ. Got to pick up a different one. But anyway. All right. So that's interesting. Gone with the Wind. Not banned, but just no longer going to. You can just say that. If you're just no longer going to do anything anymore, it's banned. We're banning that. Yeah. Banning it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I banned watching Gone with the Wind a long time ago. Right. <laughs> I didn't. It's perfect nap movie. Uh, CJ owns it for his nap. You're going to watch it this afternoon. Fall asleep. You got to stay up because it's college football. All right, Light. Thanks for joining us. We will uh, talk to you. Actually, we're off next week because we have football in this time slot. So we will talk to you in a few weeks. Uh, oh, and yeah. uh, in the meantime, hopefully no big stories break, but I'm sure it will. Light, thanks for joining us. Yeah, maybe something will happen. Maybe. Hope so. That's Kevin Light from Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizzblog. That's Grizz with only one Z on Twitter. Read his stuff at MemphisFlyer.com. He joins us every week in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to take a short time out and be right back. You're listening to the Cerrito Live Labor Day Weekend Show here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.
Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. One side of it's made with wind prices, laughing out loud, high five to easy mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Monday night at the Casual Pint Highland Row, every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room, and every Sunday Funday at Laughlin Yard. 